Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. okay but um all right so a lot of shit's happened per usual <laughs> but it's like bro why does crazy shit happen so quickly now <laughs> it's like we literally didn't record until wednesday yeah and i thought all right luckily we're gonna have all this crazy shit in here more crazy shit just happened mm-hmm. um where do you want to start every week um, we can start with the Nikki and Cardi situation. You, you go. No, you, you I go. always start. No, you go. I always start. You got this one. Because <laughs> that shit is intense, and you're a better storyteller than me. So, well, I mean, honestly, I don't really, I don't know too much background. I didn't. Okay, was there an official beef between her and Cardi? Like, I feel like. It was like a weird, like teetering on the line situation with them. And then they saw each other at the the Met Gala and kind of patched everything up, smoothed it all over. But then Nikki still been shooting, shooting fire. Like what? I. But, you know, I mean, I don't listen to Queen Radio. Me neither. So I guess that's part of it. But, yeah, she had definitely made it obvious that, yeah, these are shots. Like, and she's not shying away from it. And plus, her her whole fucking breakdown is it's just getting worse and worse. But she talked that shit to the wrong one. I don't I don't understand what the issue is. She's jealous. But when you start talking about people's kids, hell. Preacher might swing on you. <laughs> I mean, I, I see being jealous, but like if if Cardi has not come for you specifically or directly or just like why do you have to start shit for being jealous? <laughs> but it's it's just like with the Travis Scott thing, like where she was uh where she started talking all this other stuff and started talking about that man's baby and stuff. The funniest tweet I did see was when people said that uh, she's a real life Disney villain. She's out here hating babies like uh, <laughs> the witch from Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, somebody just get Nikki some help. Yes. And 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 quickly. And where are her friends? Where are her real friends? She didn't run everybody away. How do you feel about the people saying, I can't believe they're out here embarrassing us in front of white people? 
that's been going on for people. I hear those comments all the time. And for one, that's, that's just, that's stupid. Like (laughs) they're not the first and only people of the same race that are going to have public disagreements with each other. So like that's another, Oh, we gotta, you know, make sure that we put on for the white people type shit. Like, no, fuck, fuck that. Sometimes you just gotta turn up when it's time to turn up. <laughs> right. If you see that nigga that you beef it with, it might be time for that action. I'm not advocating violence, but sometimes I'm advocating violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a stupid comment. I hate comments like that. Like, man, and the way I feel about it is, even if somebody acts all prim and proper, and all this other shit they ain't gonna change if somebody's racist or feels some type of way about black people ain't nothing gonna change that there's nothing that's gonna make it better no if anything it it, it ain't even nothing that's gonna make it worse they did their hatred will increase because of their own selves right not because of anything that somebody does (laughs) so like changing the way you act because certain people are around or a certain audience is there yeah. is never going to change anything. Mm-mm. That's not, for one, going to handle the actual issue, which none of us really know what the actual issue is, but... <laughs> I wish I did, though. Cause... I wish I did, too. Like, it cannot just be jealousy. It can't. It can't. It just can't. It can't. Nikki is still just way too successful and too renowned to feel. But she also feels disrespected. She also feels like she's had this shit a lot. Why? I don't. I mean, are people supposed to come in and suppress their talent and their their star, their shine, just to protect other people's egos and feelings that are already in the industry but you gotta remember like last year the year that cardi was having people were saying nikki's over all this other shit that's people though but that doesn't have that doesn't have anything to do with cardi and what she's been saying i don't think it has anything to do with cardi i think so why get mad at why get why start this beef with cardi then if it's not even cardi that's that's talking all the shit Cause she can't fight all her, the people talking shit about her, so she could direct it towards one person. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, but I don't. Nikki, it, it was just a point in time that I really felt like no, no one could touch Nikki, not with talent, but emotionally like this. Like I just never thought that she would be so disrupted and disturbed so easily and and lash out like this. It was glimpses. Like that time at the VMAs when she asked Molly, who, Molly, what's good? Uh-huh. Back to that bitch that was talking shit about me. I feel is, like that was all for show. It might have been, but I think that was a glimpse into how she really is. Or that time she was drunk on B, uh, the BET Awards and was talking shit about everybody. I don't remember that. Like she was clearly tipsy. And. I can't remember. But yeah, it's been times that she's she's done stuff. She just seemed like the cool girl that just was too cool to be letting motherfuckers get on her nerves like this. I never got that energy from her. 
like real shit. I've never. I always thought that she was so wrapped up in appearances and stuff like that. Well, that, but I felt like a lot of that was her trying to portray a confidence. Yeah. Um, it's real. It's real. Sagittarius energy. Yeah. I, yeah. That's the other part. We're both Sagittarius, and we both know. And Nikki is Sagittarius. Maybe that that confidence was like her, like a cover up. <laughs> it had to have been. It's just crazy. Like Nikki, just just sit down, do do this little tour or whatever you can do. Yeah, that's not gonna. I don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen. Figure no. figure that out. Figure her, something out. Her best bet might to be just go tour over in Europe and. Just stay over there. Figure something out and focus on something else. But you know how wild it is that I went to my mom's house yesterday, and me and my mom were talking about the Cardi B uh, Nikki fight. So your mom will be reading and watching. No, she was like, "What happened with Cardi B and Nicki Minaj?" I was like, "Who told? Who? How you know who (laughs) Cardi B is?" And she was like, "I've seen her before. She, I thought it was an act the way she talks, but." It's no. real, mom. Yeah, so, I was like, me and my sister are like, no, that's, <laughs> that's who she really is. Like, but yeah, that shit, I mean, I, when my mom knows who you are, over the wild shit you've done, that shit is funny as fuck. Mm. Mm. I, was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to my homegirl yesterday, and we were just saying, like, after you collab with Beyonce... You you gotta stay out these streets. Don't embarrass Beyonce like this. <laughs> like, I really do be wondering what Beyonce be thinking about some of these motherfuckers that she collab with, and they end up doing some crazy shit, and she just be like, God. Man, Beyonce from Houston. <laughs> you think she ain't never been around no ratchet shit? <laughs> no, she has, but she ain't trying to be affiliated with it in public. She gonna say, Hey, Beyonce is that real laid back chick. In the cut, and she's like, "Yeah, y'all could be over there doing that foolishness, but not around me, my mm-hmm. nigga." Um, speaking of beefs, uh, Meek and Drake's beef is officially over now. That's officially, yeah. What uh, ended that? I didn't hear about that. Really? Drake brought out Meek at uh oh, did he concert? Yeah. Oh wow! And Meek performed "Dreams and Nightmares." Where at? Oh, Boston, I think. Okay. Yo, I really wish I, I could go to that Drake, uh, that Drake tour, cause that shit, that shit looks epic, like on some like Kanye level epicness. <laughs> that nigga got Lamborghini flying through the fucking. Uh, I heard crowd. about that. His own is what I heard. Yeah. It was his 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 Lamborghini. Bruh, Drake's <laughs> on another level right now. Light skin nigga shit. <laughs> Real light skin nigga shit. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's officially over. Well, that's what's up. Yeah, I feel like Drake can't beef with anybody too long. Just wondering when and when him and Pusha gonna finally be like, you know what? Oh, and you saw where Kanye tried to apologize, apologize. to Drake. <laughs> Drake. Drake don't need Kanye at all, at all. And I think Kanye realized Drake that. is far past needing Kanye. Far. <laughs> Ooh. And you know, Drake was supposed to be on uh, Lift Yourself. Mm. The Scoopy Dee Poop song. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Drake had wrote lyrics for it. Kanye actually could have used that. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, Kanye need Drake. <laughs> that Kanye need Drake. Bruh. Kanye got three kids. That's hard to believe. Have you seen it in his interviews at uh, with Chica- in Chicago? Mm-mm. Like he's uh he's walking back a lot of that bullshit he was talking. Well, I've I've heard snippets, but I haven't seen actually like watched. I watched one of them because I was like, I was just bored at home one day, so I was I watched one of them. It was like an hour. Can't remember the radio station, but uh, this girl was there, and she was talking about how she remembered Kanye before college dropout and all this stuff, and she started crying because of the slavery thing. That nigga started crying. And then... Kanye? Kanye started crying. And he asked her for a hug. It was like real weird. It's like a weird hour of like stuff. It just sounds cringeworthy. <laughs> it is very cringeworthy. I'm cringing right now thinking about it. It's very cringeworthy, but... Going back to the checking on your people thing, he did talk about that the TMZ thing was because he was around people who didn't have his best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. And he realized that. And he said, he admitted that he was manic that day, which anybody that could see and knows anything about bipolarity that. That was not Kanye. He was definitely manic. And he admitted, he admitted it and everything. And then he also was talking about how after that happened, he uh, he called Don C and told him that he needed him. He needed him back. He needed all the people that were there for him. He's in there. He's in there. Look, I've realized that the quote-unquote old Kanye is there, but... He got too much shit going on. He's not in the right environment. No, and he admitted that. Like he said that he was uh he said the thing about the Kardashians that y'all don't understand is they are in a situation where they can have all their people around them. And they can be literally be team Kardashian versus Hollywood. Mm. He said he didn't have his family and the people closest to him around him to guard and protect him which is a very good point that's a valid excuse yeah which is I think he realized now but why can't they be that for him he's in the family now why can't they do that same shit for him I don't want to get into race but I mean shit but he also kind of spoke on that uh, like Kim had got him like a therapist or something and so at one point Kanye asked the therapist did I, did I offend you by the slavery comment and the therapist was like oh no and then she, he said that Kim looked at the therapist like what and was the therapist black I'm not for sure had to be and then so after Kim looked at the therapist that's when the therapist was like well I mean so he's it's seeing just people being afraid to give him their real opinion on his behaviors. Then. Yeah. Wow. You can't care about nobody and be afraid to be honest with them. If you're trying to make money off them, you will. Yeah. 
The da- if you a therapist on that level, come on. Yeah. The money can't. You can't be that hard up. I do think he needs black women around him. Yeah. But somebody made the point, like the childish Gambino video where he had the cartoon figure of Kanye and Michelle Obama hugging him. Mm-hmm. They were saying that black women can't just be there for sensitive black men's needs. Like they're not. That what? Like they can't just use you can't use black women just as a crutch anytime you've out you've been out here wilding. Mm. It's not women's responsibility to correct men. Boom. Men have to be, be better about it. That's it. And it goes in literally everything we've talked about so far. But So who's gonna be that black woman for Kanye? He gotta have an auntie or something. <laughs> she might not be fucking with his ass right now. You know, and uh, and gone when he was talking about Luda, Oklahoma, just living in my aunt's house. Where is that auntie? <laughs> oh, if if she's in Oklahoma, that might be what he needs. Because you know, Family Feud, they had all those people on his side, like his cousins and stuff. Can you imagine being Kanye West's cousin? Mm-mm. I mean, everybody got that one cousin just, that's a little weird. It just feels weird. I wonder if they get Yeezys all the time. <laughs> if they be on the Yeezy list. Kanye, you know Kanye probably don't <laughs> give them a Yeezy. He probably got that one favorite cousin. Everybody got that one favorite cousin. That he sends all the new releases. Yep. He sent her probably birthday cards and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that cousin is needs to be. Come on, cousin. Please be woke and help help, help this brother out. Help him. <laughs> Bring him back. We want the old yay back. <laughs> so, um... In it was Dallas, right? Yes. Okay. In Dallas, um, a police officer uh, worked uh, worked a twelve hour shift and uh, went home and tried to open a door that she thought was her apartment. Allegedly, this is all alleged. Uh, Amber Renee Geiger is her name. Yep. So, uh, Officer Geiger uh, went into the the apartment. I believe the lights were off or something, and she saw the figure of a man. She allegedly told that man to uh, put his hands up and everything in some some kind of way. She ended up shooting that man, and he later died. His name was Botham Jean, or John. He was from uh, St. Lucia. He, uh, I believe he was working as an accountant in Dallas. He was 26 years old. Um, This is a big mess. She was charged with manslaughter. Which I, I'm wondering, all right, if I go to my apartment tonight 
and I'm drunk or I'm sleepy, whatever, and I walk into one of my neighbor's apartments and I shoot them, how the fuck is that manslaughter? Right. Right. And then the other thing is, if she is a police officer and she has sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation issues that bad to where she mistakes her own apartment, why the fuck is she on the fucking Why is she? Why is she a police officer? She was released from the jail after posting a $300,000 bond. <laughs> mm. It wasn't immediately clear if she had an attorney. And also they didn't uh they didn't right away check her blood alcohol levels. Like now Dallas PD was the day of it, they were they were gonna serve her for uh the manslaughter warrant. Mm-hmm. To their defense, they were going to at least charge her with that. But the Texas Rangers got involved and they're investigating. It's... This is why we kneel. Exactly. That's all I can say. Like, what in the fuck? What would the story have been if it wasn't a black man that she walked in on? That sh- this shit is scary as fuck though as or a police you officer you're in your uniform you have these weapons on your belt and the first thing you think is to just go ahead and shoot not just pull your gun not to just draw your gun but to just go ahead and shoot and apparently like the door was unlocked well I'm not for sure cause there's a lot of speculation out there but allegedly the door was unlocked I feel like and that's... That, that's what quote unquote alarmed her mm-hmm because she wondered why was her door unlocked. Bitch, it wasn't your fucking door. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, it sucks. You're not even safe in your own home. Mm-mm. We knew that, though, with uh, the young man who died in his grandma's backyard. Yeah. Or the guy who uh, in Florida was playing music in his garage drinking beer and they just shot into his garage through the door like that's why I like with all this shit where people are saying that Kaepernick is uh, un-American and all this other shit it's cause we're living with shit like this is why that motherfucker's kneeling and why other people are kneeling and that's why Nike stock went up after they did they supported him because people see what's actually going on shit's bogus like I just really it's such a mind fuck like I literally have to sit here and and think to myself and wonder if it's if this is like real life sometimes like like this is real shit that's happening to real people yeah like I don't I just can't imagine if if this was like a story about my dad or something. Yeah. Or my nephew or... And, like, I think about it too because my, my nephews are getting older. My youngest nephew 
it's kind of different. Like, my youngest nephew is terrified that my oldest nephew is about to go in high school. You know why? Because mm-hmm. he thinks that uh, the school gets shot up. Mm. Kids are seeing this shit and it's affecting them. They're seeing that black men are getting killed. They're seeing that schools are getting shot up. They hear Donald Trump saying crazy shit about people with nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. But this is this is what they wanted though was for us to be terrified. Yeah, all the time. That's the that's the result of a lynching. It's a warning to everybody else that this could happen to you. Mm-hmm. That's why you make a public spectacle of it. You see it. Every time you turn on TV, it's a lynching. Yeah, we need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, damn, this episode is depressing as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is it the weather, my nigga? Like, <laughs> this has been a gloomy ass Monday. It's bruh. gloomy. It was gloomy yesterday. It's just like. It's some crazy shit going on. It really is. And it keeps happening, though. It's like a normal thing is what's so scary. And it's now to the point to where it's like, did you hear about this? Uh, That police shooting. And you're like, which one? Like, no, not that one. The other one. Mm -hmm. No, not that one. The other one. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro. Like, shit sucks. But you still people out here acting like they don't know why motherfuckers are kneeling or what or what, protesting what in is, any kind of way. I I just wish Colin Kaepernick would say what he was kneeling for. He's fucking said it <laughs> plenty of times. Yeah, you just don't want to hear. You it. don't want to listen to him. Yeah. And then the other thing was I was listening to NPR the other day because that's my new shit to do. Um, <laughs> and they were uh. The, I guess the president of the Fraternal Order of Police of America was on and he was talking about how it was just disrespectful against uh, police officers and all this and the lady was like well the black uh, police officers of America organization stands behind Colin Kaepernick <laughs> and she was like is there a reason why it's separate uh, opinions about this from your fellow uh, law enforcement he was like well I mean they are a black police officer unit. And and <laughs> he's like, that is one reason why it's different. Yeah, you just told on yourself. Right. <laughs> but he didn't hear it. He was like, well, we feel like it's disrespectful. If black people and black police officers are telling you. Like one of my best friends is a, is a police officer. It's the, it's the same thing with the N-word. We don't want y'all to say it. You want to say it and you want to give us all the reasons why you think you should be able to say it. Regardless of what we're telling you to your face about why you shouldn't say it. <laughs> right. And then when you do say it, you're surprised that we're bad. Mm-hmm. But, nigga, we just told you you couldn't say it. And we're I giving call, you the reasons and, and you're call, ignoring them. I call white people nigga all the time. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Like Some people get really confused about yeah. that. <laughs> And then the weird thing is when they give you that weird like smile, like 
a black person just called me nigga. <laughs> and it's like, no, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I call everybody nigga. <laughs> Not a term of endearment for you right now. <laughs> it's just the, the closest term that I could grab right now. <laughs> It's not my brother. So, we got to talk about something. We do. We need uh, to pep this shit up because <laughs> this shit is dark. It's real gray. Six sad world. <laughs> it's real gray. <laughs> So we've talked about death, police violence, uh, racism. Nikki and Cardi. Cat fights. <laughs> Stephanie Lund had reached out to us and asked us if we were still going to Afropunk in October. And I was like, it's not going to work for me, man. Yeah. I have to, I'm going to be traveling the two weeks prior to that weekend. So I'm just like, it's going to be too much. I may go to Mississippi in October. One of my, my cousin just, that li- just by yourself. Uh, I'm going with my parents. Oh, my cousin that lives in Harlem, he's going to Mississippi to Damn. do like family research and stuff. So, I have you ever driven to Mississippi by yourself from here? No. See, people think that it's weird that I don't drive to my grandmas who live out in the country by myself. But I'm like, for one. It don't hardly be no service once you reach a, reach a certain point. So GPS is not going to help my ass. <laughs> right. For two, it's just a lot of like dirt roads and like not a whole lot of help in between if something happens. How far is it? Mm, it's like four and a half hours. I'm going to be all the way honest with you. I've only driven out of the state once. By myself. Really? Yeah. Have I driven out of the state for real? Yeah, I've, well, not by myself. I've gone to Atlanta by myself. And I feel like anywhere else I travel is either within the state. And if I do travel out of state, it's with somebody else. I've only driven to Atlanta once by myself. That shit. It's all right. Which way do you go? Through Chattanooga? Uh Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I did. Apparently, there's another way to go. Actually, no, I went through Scottsboro. Yeah, doesn't Scottsboro take you through Chattanooga? Does it? Yeah. But I don't know. You talking about going up 72, like continue to go up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it takes you through Chattanooga. Yeah, it did. And then you have that weird split where it's like, welcome to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then 30 minutes later, it's on. like, welcome to Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took that way. I shouldn't have drove back alone that night. That was a mistake. I'll never do that again. Why? Were you sleepy? No, I just... Didn't really know what I had familiar. One, I went to Nick's wedding, and so I was driving back. I should have just taken off the next day, but I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to drive back. I'm, I'm badass like that. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I made it, so it was all right. But, I don't mind driving places by myself, but I feel like I have to get acclimated with the route before I can go by myself. Like, especially going that way to Atlanta, all the windy roads mm-hmm. and the, like, you got to be careful. Yeah, at nighttime, that shit is crazy, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just whipping that truck through fucking hills and 
the hollers. <laughs> but as far I think I could drive to Mississippi by myself and be fine. Hell, I've been going there my entire life. But I can be fine as long as I have reliable GPS. But like I said, I know service. Like going down to my mom's side of the family where they live, I know three hours into the trip is when you start losing service. That's how it was. When we were younger, we used to lose service, but now it's it's not bad. I think I could drive to Mississippi without GPS, though. I could drive to my granddaddy's house or where my granddaddy's house was. Well, no, it's still there, but my granddaddy's not there. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I'm going to go to Mississippi. Like, my cousin, he's a... Uh, he lives in Harlem. He, uh... He's, I don't know what he does, but he's, he's mixed. Uh-oh. This nigga out here trapping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently he has like a really good job or whatever. But he told me, he was like. You uh, got to, to survive in Harlem. Right. Especially gentrified Harlem. But he was like, yeah, if you ever want to come to New York, let's come through. I was like, shit, I might be. Bro, I do want to go to New York. You want to go? Let's go to Harlem. I really, yeah, I want to go back. I haven't been since I was 15. I've never been to New York. It's pretty dope. Food is bomb. I'm sure. Especially the pizza. Mmm. And the hot dogs. Uh, what'd you go to New York for? We went to New York for a band competition mm. <laughs> in ninth grade. It's a pretty cool trip. Um, I'm pretty sure we... We won that year? I can't remember. We used to go all over the place for a band. We went there. We went to Kentucky. We went to Cozumel. We went to Orlando. We went mm. all over the place. D.C., Jersey. I like yeah. how you just dropped Cozumel. Like, you were talking about a foreign country. <laughs> like, we are talking about Mexico. Like, that was our senior year. And we, yeah, we actually did a cruise that year. That shit. How wild was that shit? With the band. It was pretty crazy. Oh, my God. We performed on a cruise. I've heard about you you band people (laughs) and your uh, freaky deaky ways. Listen, band trips be pretty lit. It's one time at band camp. Band band geeks are people, too. (laughs) (laughs) But that shit is funny. Like, at white schools, uh, it's a stigma that people in the band are uh, lame or whatever. Yeah. Uh, band people and drama people are getting it in more than probably anybody else in the school. Real shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get laid in band and drama. Real shit. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's creative people, man. Creative I don't... people are freaks. Freaky deaky. Being on them buses. And you know, the hours of the night for hours at a time. Teenagers. Man, I should have been in a band. Shit will happen. Shit happens in band because there's girls and boys, but it was it's not gonna happen in volleyball or basketball or football because they're all unisex or not unisex, they're all same sex teams. That makes sense. Shit happens in band and drama because you got boys and girls. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in choir. But I was like, yeah, that shit's lame. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to get girls. 
But if I could go back in time, I definitely would have been choir. I would have been all around all women. All the girls. That was the like in college, that was the best thing about being in education. I was like one of probably like three or four guys in the, all my in classes. every class. It's fine women in all my classes. Yeah, see I was an art student, so not a whole lot of guys. I mean there were, but they were weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more weird than I was interested in. Mm, I find that hard to believe, man. <laughs> Even though I like weird. But you like weird on your terms. <laughs> you I mean, like... that's everybody. Everybody likes things on their terms. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know what my level of weird, like as far as like women is. I think I just go after the wrong type. <laughs> I, my type is just wrong. <laughs> I don't. I don't know necessarily if. Well, I don't know. Other people might call it weird. I just think it's not stereotypical. Like I think people always expect me to be like. Like I get this all the time. Like I can see you with like a football player, and I'm just like. Yeah. <sighs> fuck that shit. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. So I think like. Everyone thinks the guys that I that I do like or am attracted to are weird because it's just not what they expect. But have you tried to like date like the football players? No. Like, have you? Have you? Maybe that's mm-mm. why it's not going the way you wanted it to. I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like those. I don't like those. But it's all about what you have the best advantage with. What you mean? It's all about what, like the, the your best advantage. I don't know if my best advantage. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like if I'm not into you, then it's not my best advantage. No, but I'm saying you can be attracted to somebody's personality. Oh, well, duh, that happens but all I'm the time. Saying, no, but you be putting up the wall to where you think, like from the outside, that they're not your type, but they actually might be your type. No, I don't. I think other people put that on me. Yeah, but you always go for like the weirdo. I don't you know go for them. I think I'm just naturally attracted to. Them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I'm just not like, oh, he's he's the opposite of what people expect. Let me jump on it. I know people that are like that though. No, I can't do that. I, that I'm, shit's always weird to me. The heart wants what it wants. I'm not out here fighting it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm genuine when I'm attracted to somebody. It's a genuine attraction. It's not for any kind of ulterior anything yeah it's been a while since I've just like outside of like crushes and stuff like that it's been a while since I actually was in a relationship or trying to pursue a relationship I guess the best way to say it I can't I don't know what I've been trying to pursue honestly I feel like I can't get far enough to pursue relationships so my pursuit normally ends before anything serious happens. I'm more so in pursuit of a genuine connection before I am in pursuit of a relationship. Like I'm not like I want a relationship for the sake of a relationship. Like I want to genuinely vibe with somebody. I guess that's, that's 
say better. <laughs> They're saying what I want in better words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I don't know. Like I do. I want like a family and shit. That's that's the other part of it that I'm like. Yeah, I need to get on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro. It is, but at the same time, it's really out of your control. But is it? <laughs> yeah. Finding finding somebody that is what you want and they're worth it. It's, yeah. it's not. But I don't. I mean, you could you could change what you want, but that would technically be settling. Is that settling though? I don't know if that's settling. To decide that you need to change what you want because you're not getting what you want. Yeah. If if you're out here searching for a Lamborghini. And you want it at a certain price. And years and years and years, you just, you on the market. You looking, you talking to dealers. And you can't never find no Lamborghini for the price that you want. You're just like, you know what, never mind. I'll just, I'll just take a Camaro. Damn, are why you, you got to fall to a Camaro? <laughs> <laughs> are you, you a, a dope-ass Corvette or something? <laughs> are you happy because you got something new and you got something or are you like are you actually fulfilled with what you ultimately settle for like that's what you're doing is you're settling i don't know if that's settling though all right so let's say you do get a lamborghini at the price you want and you realize i don't like this car as much as i thought i did that happens it's i mean it's the same thing it's uh that happens, but s- settling for something less than before you get to that point, though, is why you had to drive to Camaro. Though? Like, what you got against Camaro? Nothing. Against I actually wanted a Camaro. I settled for my Mustang. That's what it is. <laughs> I wanted a Camaro. You settled for a Mustang. I wanted an all-white Camaro with black wheels. Found one. It wasn't worth it. Why? It had too many miles on it for the price that they were asking. Hmm. My Mustang did not. I got my Mustang for a really good deal. So you think you settled? Or are you happy with your Mustang? Yes. So settling does work sometimes, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> sometimes. But for me, though, in that situation, I just was ready for a new car. So you out here looking for the Lamborghini of guys. No. <laughs> and you see Camaros and Mustangs all around these motherfuckers. <laughs> that is not it. I'm not materialistic. You looking for the Lamborghini of guys? No, I'm not. That was just an example. What what is uh, what is the type of guy you're looking for that you haven't found yet? Um, I already said this. Funny, just like normal, musically inclined. I tend to like those. Um, <laughs> those. <laughs> affectionate <laughs> uh, just a regular ass dude you just described the Lamborghini oh god no this way <laughs> yeah um just somebody that I can like kick it with but also do other things <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's what relationships are. Are they not? <laughs> Shit. Somebody you can kick it with and do other things when you ain't kicking it. 
that's what relationships are technically they are <laughs> um so why do you think you haven't found that I honestly feel like I have but I don't think he's interested so really which I think is the the I think that's honestly the um the reason why I'm single is because I end up being interested in somebody that's not interested in me. But are they like dating somebody else, or is it just y'all just ain't on that same wavelength? I don't know. Have I'm, you pursued it? Yeah. Um, I'm always <laughs> I'm always out here pursuing and aggressing and shooting shots, shooting shots, shooter shoot. Yeah, I just haven't gotten that same energy back, so I'm like, okay. I don't want to waste any more energy because I'm all about reciprocation. Like I, I don't like excuses when it comes to that kind of stuff. Cause I feel like when you're into somebody like for real, for real, you're going to let them know you're not going to be trying to play it cool and shit. Like, I don't, I don't know. I've been, I've been in that situation to where I, I, I like somebody a lot, but I don't, I'm nervous to move on it. So, I mean, it's possible. Other guys have to be like that. If, if I, yeah, but if I'm the one that's making the move, why are you nervous? Like, that should be confirmation that whatever move you make that shit is, is going to be okay after that. It's been times where women have shot their shot with me, and I'm just so surprised that somebody would shoot their shot with me that I'm taking it back, and I don't act on it. So you think that's what happening? That's what's happening to all these men. <laughs> <laughs> all of these men that I've pursued. I, I think it's possible that when a beautiful woman talks to you, that's, in, that's intense. Sometimes everybody can't handle it. I don't understand. We're weird. <laughs> <laughs> we guys are fucking weird as fuck. Well, yeah, I guess that's that's it. Then I, that's why. I, it's just like I have way more confidence talking to like a woman that I consider out of my league. It's no pressure at all. I can be charming and everything. Girl, I think I can get. I'm I'm fuck that shit all the way up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a middle block. Well, I don't know if that's the reason why I'm single or not, but take you another sip of that drink. <laughs> Hey man, it's been a weird episode so far. It's just been too long. If you're single, slide in my DMs. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing. Who that shit is. <laughs> hey, slide in Kim's DMs. <laughs> Whoa, I'm kind of kidding. Last person I slid into your DMs. I don't think that shit worked. <laughs> I don't know who the last person that slid in my DMs. <laughs> did somebody somebody said we need to discuss Obama's speech on Friday yeah that shit was crazy straight dropping the mic again all caps Michael asked that question shout out to Michael 
gang gang that's the homie um y'all are best friends now <laughs> that's a mu- that's a music motherfucker that's one of them have you noticed do you yeah. follow him yeah i did good shit yeah. y'all will bond um you gotta hang out so next time they come in town you gotta hang out like i'm forcing you to hang out with us that's why i'm down because he's always um on the road with cbdb and they come to huntsville like every other month he was here in june last what does he do with him He's like the tour manager, like important guy. That's dope. <laughs> like running shit. So he's yeah. Um, as far as Obama coming back, um, anybody that follows superheroes will get this reference. Um, <laughs> Superman died once, <laughs> and all hope was gone. Metropolis, and then. Superman came alive again in Kingdom Come, which is also the name of JC's album. But I digress. Um, it felt like that. It felt like Superman was alive, and he was talking that shit, and it was dope as hell. Trump is the bully in chief, mm. and he also has the highest level, the highest office in the land. So his only equals. As far like it's gonna sound weird, his only equals are former presidents, and of all the former presidents, there's only one superstar. Hmm. Barack Hussein Obama. Hmm. He's, which, he's the arch nemesis. Yeah. That's that's the one he hates. Mm-hmm. He hates him more than anything because Obama has the respect that Trump wish he has. Like, he's trying to, like, he's hoping that he can be, like, the Obama of the white, of the right. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you really feel. <laughs> the Obama of the who? The what? <laughs> of the right. The right or the white? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he wants, like, he wants... Like, you know when Obama come back and talk that shit and everybody's like, oh my God, Obama's back. He cares about us again. Trump wishes that people, like, he's got a couple people that feel like that. But the level of respect is Who? not. <laughs> it's. Who, my nigga? Who? The everyday working class. Where is Ivanka? We haven't heard about Ivanka in a couple of months at this point. She is hiding. She fled the scene. Hey, man. When there's some serious crimes going down, sometimes you got to duck out. <laughs> she has fled the scene. Um, yeah. So, Obama is the rock star of all rock stars. Yeah. It's just like when you see him go somewhere and people are outside just cheering for him. <laughs> and yelling, Obama, come back. Obama out here living his best life. Like, when he was speaking the other day, they kept interrupting saying, we miss you. <laughs> Please save us. <laughs> it's just like uh, uh, somebody had tweeted. They, t- they tweeted this about the football game last night because Khalil Mack got traded. I did from not the watch Raiders. football. I didn't watch any football yesterday. Um, so there was like Khalil Mack was is a really good defensive player, and he got traded. So he was balling yesterday, and somebody was like, "This is the equivalent." 
of your ex posting thirst traps on Instagram. <laughs> Obama came coming back is the equivalent of our ex <laughs> posting thirst traps, and we're just like, damn, they had it all. <laughs> it's like it's like having a really bomb ass teacher in high school. And then having to actually move on to the next grade and leave that teacher behind. And you see her having fun and making connections with new students. And it's like, I was here first. Like her students all happy. Yeah. Going to lunch. Having fun, taking pictures and shit. You got this old ass, bum ass teacher. (laughs) This old, orange ass, fake hair, (laughs) having... Flammable tie wearing. Ooh. Uh, Monster. That dude is something else. Like, we really, people really thought that having an articulate, uh, in shape uh, president was the worst thing in the world. Physically in shape, mentally in shape. Most importantly, mentally in shape. <laughs> Most importantly. And, like, they, it's just like when they talked about Michelle Obama and they were like, she's trying to get our kids to eat good <laughs> food. How dare she? This is tyranny. Forgive her for trying to preserve your little heathen's hearts and shit. How dare Obama force us to have to go to the doctor and get insurance <laughs> so we can live longer lives. How dare he try to make it to where gas, you can get uh, 30 miles a gallon on uh, trucks. What (laughs) what an insufferable human being. Yo, I'm convinced America is like, like, America, America's a weird place. And freedom to those in privilege is different from freedom from those who are not in privilege. Mm-hmm. Freedom to us is being able to go somewhere. Like kind of what Terrell was talking about last week when it was like freedom just to go to a business and do whatever you want to do. That's freedom to us. Freedom to them is the right to destroy their body or destroy the, the environment. Because they're Americans. It's two Americas, man. It is. It's it a is. dual America. Um, no, I have. Casey asked us a question. After we were done recording last time, let me pull that one up. Um, she has for us to talk about racist parents. Mm. Man, she has shared some sad shit with me the other day. And I just feel for her. So her and one of her parents don't have the best uh, relationship. And 
I, I mean, it's been pretty known that this same parent has had issues with with uh, black people. And um, man, so I can't I can't speak on it from like the same intensity as her situation because hers is like way more intense. Like pre- pretty much, her and this parent are gonna be estranged now because of this last um, interaction that they had. Um, and I can't really say that my parents have ever been like racist. They have warned me about how some older white people think of me, but I think that's that's more out of protection and not, you know what I'm saying, out of, out of race or hate. Um, but when I was dating interracially, there was some things <laughs> that 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 they have said that always made me question like are y'all actually okay with other races or what like right. <laughs> you say you were but some of the things you be saying be making me kind of um dealing with it in this day and age for me I guess well, I can't say in this day and age it would have to be that time where I was dating this person Dealing with it back then for me was hard because at that point, all I had ever done was gone to school with white kids. So it was just weird to me that they would have these certain feelings or thoughts towards white people Mm -hmm. because I wasn't having the same experience or to me in my head, it wasn't the same experience. Sometimes I look back in hindsight, I'm like, well, that was kind of fucked up that this person did this or said this, but... It was definitely weird and it can kind of draw a um a space between your parents when you disagree on things like that. Right. Because to them they see it as you trying too hard to fit in with them. And to me I see it as y'all still stuck in another time. And you don't actually see what's really going on. Um, that's the only time I think I've ever had any kind of like real conversation or, or what's the word? Um, not argument, but just disagreement when it comes to other races is when I was actually in an interracial relationship. And of course, that's hard because yeah. you, you're basically having to defend two groups of people that you care about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know what to do, you know? Um, I have never introduced anybody to my parents in that way. Um, besides you at my brother's wedding. <laughs> when I told him that you're my future wife, yeah, um, your mama was egging that on. I was like, "Oh Lord, get me out before." Hey man, somebody. <laughs> she, Patricia Woods is a real one. <laughs> um, but my brother, uh, he had, um, he had dated other girls who were uh, 
he he didn't discriminate. We'll yeah. <laughs> so he went to prom with uh, Helen, who's uh, half white, half Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents didn't have an issue. My mom actually really liked Helen. Um, my granddad though, when he got the pictures from prom, he asked my mom, "Did he have any with just him?" Oh. And it was it was other times that it was another person my brother dated. Their parents were racist, so my parents didn't like. I think you know who I'm talking about. So yeah, my mom specifically was saying that she didn't like that, but she didn't like the the idea of having to sneak around with mm-hmm. somebody. And then, as crazy as the world is, that can literally get you hurt at times. Yeah. And that was right when like Obama had just been elected and people were showing their ass. Yes, it was. Um so I've never experienced it firsthand. I don't think my parents would care. I always said that if it was like a real issue with my parents that the only thing that would solve it would be like the mixed baby. Because I feel like that that's the one thing that changes everybody's hearts. Yeah. Except for the true hardcore racist. Where that's the deal breaker. But the mixed baby is what everybody looks for. That's the only good thing they can see coming out of an interracial relationship. Yeah. Um it's also like in my I guess it's weird, like I think my granddaddy would have felt a certain type of way. Cause it's just like my granddaddy's one of his younger brothers, uh, his second wife was white, and I have like five cousins that are mixed. And to the day my granddaddy died, I think he always felt some type of way towards my aunt Linda, mm-hmm. but she's white, like she's real white, <laughs> like. Uh, she has like a, a Cajun accent because she's from uh, Louisiana. Oh, snap. But yeah, at my granddaddy's funeral, she had blue hair, which she was dope. Though. <laughs> um, also, I have a, um, my grandma, um, my grandma's younger brother, um, her older brother, remarried an uh, Asian lady. My granddad remarried an Asian lady, too. Korean. I think, I think my, my aunt is Japanese. But, but yeah. So it's definitely mixed couples in my family. But I don't think my parents personally would care. At this point, hell, if my mom, if, if I bring home any girl, my mom is going to be super excited. That's why she was trying to recruit you, because, like I said, Patricia Woods is a real one. All hands on deck. Yeah. <laughs> My mom be trying to recruit motherfuckers for me, and I just be like, please do not. Please do not. The bad thing is, I can't get my mom to recruit enough. Like, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> like, bruh, I need the women around me to help me. Help mm-hmm. me. My mom be picking the dudes that she would have dated. Back in the day, <laughs> and I'm just like, mm, mm. 
do they they remind you of your daddy? No. Not oh, necessarily. It's the opposites of of your dad. Not necessarily, just not just not for me. <laughs> How do you feel about the whole theory that you usually marry somebody who is like your your parents? I don't know how I feel about that. Um, it's a, it's a 50-50 with that being true and not being true because there are people who make sure they marry the exact opposite sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, do your parents have an influence on who you marry and who you don't? Probably. But does everybody aspire to marry people like their parents? I don't think so. I don't think I would want to marry somebody like my mom, like personality-wise. Not to say it's nothing wrong with my mom or nothing. It's just I think I'm so much like my mom that I don't know if I could be with somebody who's that much like my mom slash me. I'm a lot like my dad, too. But that's not the reason why I I don't look for my dad in, in men. I just... The men that I like are just completely different from who my dad is. Right. Naturally, it's not. I don't actively seek for people who are alike or unlike my dad. Personality. Personality-wise, like, cause my mom's kind of lame. Like she's. <laughs> <laughs> I love the lady, but let's just be honest. So. <laughs> Hope she's not listening to this. Oh, she ain't listening. <laughs> If she is, what up, mom? Uh, yeah. Bad thing is, I'm sure my cousins are listening. That's the only other fear I have. Is this being brought up? Like, I feel, I feel like that's a fear of mine too. Somebody gonna bring this up during Thanksgiving, and I'm gonna be like, <gasps> "Let's listen to it now." No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the absolute worst case. Just scenario. like did like. Mia ain't gonna mention it because Mia a real one too, but my other cousins I don't trust them niggas. No, I'm just <laughs> I got so many cousins that I don't know. Like, oh my god, me too. Do y'all have a a, a Facebook family group? Mm, we kind of we kind of did slash do I guess I had to remove myself though because it, well, <laughs> it was it was. Was it family drama or was it just you got tired of the notifications? I got tired of the notifications. It wasn't drama. Like, the butler side of my family is kind of bougie. So, uh... Whose side is that? Your mom's side? Mm-hmm. If you hear my mom talk, you can hear the bougie-ness. <laughs> it's almost... <laughs> Southern Belish. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was talking to this one girl one time and my mom was, uh, I was talking to her on the phone and this girl was like, who's that white lady? That's my mom. (laughs) She's actually not white. She's my mother. Just start with the shit that's hidden. Okay. Um. So on Friday, I was about to get off at uh 
o'clock. So I was just sitting, wasting time until I got off. And my brother uh, texted me. And he was like, did you hear Mac Miller died? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I I don't know. That shit was surprising as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I was actually even more surprised about the way it hit me. Because... So I was sitting there waiting, and I was like, oh, shit. So I'm just reading it, and I'm looking up, like, TMZ and everything else. It's bad that you got to confirm everything with TMZ. I mean, I just went straight to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And then, so another girl was in our office. She was talking to somebody else. And then she was like, oh, my God, Matt Miller died. I was like, yeah. Like, yo. <clears throat> And then so the whole way home, I was just like, fuck it. Yeah. And, like, he was he was younger than us, but he had started rapping so early that by the time we were, like, in college, he was already, like, putting out mixtapes and shit. Yeah, he was rapping at, what, like, 15, 16? He just came out, I think, when he was, like, 17. And that's, really when I started listening to him. So, um, yeah. And I, like with some people, when you have, when you listen to your music so much, especially like at key times, mm-hmm. it's always a connection that you have with them that's different. Mm-hmm. So, like when I think about his music, even his later stuff like that came out recently, which is really good. Like his last couple albums have been really good. But when I think about his music, I think about probably the best time of my life <laughs> in college, uh, drinking beer, hanging with my friends, and his music and a couple other people was always around with it. Yeah, that's. Pretty much how I feel about Mac Miller's music is it's reminiscent of college. Yeah. And the crazier thing is because he looks like somebody else that we lost. At the same age. Yeah. Um, oh, Three yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's all it's, it seems like it's hit it hit me even harder mm-hmm. especially because that person was a fan of Mac Miller because he was a goofy white kid too hanging <laughs> all black people true <laughs> so uh, I don't know it's just been a weird time and we're losing a lot of young people over this drug shit yeah do you know if they um they're calling it like a suicide or everything I've read is that they're calling it just an overdose yeah but it was it but they did say that somebody apparently swept the house like if he was in a drug like if he had been doing drugs all night and stuff you would have found more than just a little bit Hmm. you would have found empty bottles and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so apparently somebody swept the area 
which leads me to believe that they have found them dead and they waited to clean the house before they contacted anybody. Well, what are you over those songs? I haven't heard yet. But a lot of speculation is yeah, emotions that uh, stem from him and Ariana's breakup. And or at least that being part of it. The way that people are blaming her is disgusting. Yeah. Like even when he got into that uh, DUI accident that a couple months ago, people were blaming her for that. And then I think she had said something like blaming somebody because they couldn't have their shit together. Mm-hmm. Blaming a woman because a man can't get the shit together is uh, disgusting or whatever, which is true. Of course, that was before he died, but she had, I don't think she said anything publicly. She just posted a picture of him on Instagram. But that shit can't be easy, man. Even if you you've moved on with somebody else, there was still somebody else important to her. I just want to know, like, where do these celebrities' friends be at? <clears throat> you Maybe know? They're enablers. They're not really their friends. Like, they just have yes men around them. And then also, sometimes, their real friends have... Uh, their real friends have kind of left the situation. They're not around. Like, when you're the one that's making all the money and everything else, it's kind of whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's just like... It's just, it's a bad situation all the way around. You and, feel, oh, I'm sorry. It just feels like it, it always feels like it's something that probably could be prevented though, because like everybody was saying that he was kind of spiraling when him and Ariana broke up. Yeah. So I felt like if he just had one good person that was just, you know, around to keep him from going down these roads. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Uh, R.I.P. Rest in peace to everybody else who we've lost, friends included. And let's uh, be there for your friends also. Yeah. Like, don't just be like, if you ask somebody and they're telling you that they, uh, that they're going through some stuff, don't just be like, oh, okay, or that really check on people yeah and if you can't do it at least try to guide them to somebody who can help them because i know that we can't all help everybody so thank you guys for tuning in today to suburban pod if you would like to follow me on twitter you can find me at kirby brown girl and you can find me at a kid named juice some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. <laughs>